4: This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio.
2: Well, it is now the official time to not only say welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast, but welcome back to my wonderful co-host, Ashley Iconetti, the mother, the podcast Hi. host. <laughs> and you're back earlier than I thought you'd be. Ashley, how you holding up?
0: I'm back earlier than anyone would probably think I'd be because it's just been kind of easy. Like, I, it's <laughs> so weird to say, yeah. Um, he has been the easiest baby and I had probably the easiest delivery you could have. So it was the whole opposite of what the nine months were for me. And of course it's easy now because I'm at my parents. So there's always somebody to hold him uh Jared has been pretty much home full time so we trade off we're a good team but like he only cries when he's hungry or when we're changing his diaper he doesn't really like diaper changes but like it's all regimented too like we know his schedule it's like every 2 to 3 hours he eats during the day that's when we change his diaper too and he's such a good sleeper that like yeah we're a little tired because, like, we're waking up in the middle of the night, so it's not like a solid night's sleep. But he's sleeping incredibly. Uh, he, like, like the other night, he woke up. I went to bed. We went to bed at 1130. And he woke up at 5. And then didn't wake up again until 1030. So it's like, I'm waking up once in the middle of the night. It's not
2: bad. Is there anything so far that you haven't been prepared for?
0: only good things like I thought that it was not going to come as naturally and instinctively I thought like it took me like okay so Jared like he was just incredibly comfortable right off the bat changing diapers like comforting him and all of that and maybe it took me like three days to get in the swing of that because the first couple days like I am like healing and like recovering so he took like all diaper duty and like all feeding. And I'm like, Oh, great. Am I going to be just like the worst mom, totally dependent on my husband for this. But then like, I'm like, okay, show me how to do this. Show me how to do that. And before, you know, it, it's yeah, it, it just felt very natural. And it's so funny that your kid's poop doesn't gross you out. All, you know, all other kids poop would gross me out, babysitting or whatnot. But like, Now you just like wipe his butt, and if a little poop gets on your finger, no big deal. Is that true? Yeah. It's kind of honestly, it's kind of like your dog. Cause like, I don't know about you. You may not, you may not be there yet, but I'm grossed out by every other dog's poop, but I could still pick up Lois's and not
5: dry heave.
2: Yeah. Right now, right now, I mean, it sounds like having a puppy is harder than having dogs. I saying.
0: told you, you no. guys, Ben texted me like a week ago, and uh, he was just like, everything is being chewed. We have to keep our eye out on everything. I think that having a puppy might be as hard as having a newborn if the newborn isn't colicky yeah. and is, is as good as as dawson has been so
3: far
2: i i was gonna say because if if they're if a newborn's more difficult than a puppy i was like i don't know how i'm gonna do it because i don't get anything done anymore <laughs> yeah. everything is picked up off the floor i'm watching them at all times um but back to you so ashley yes. you just said mentioned that your delivery was about as easy as it could be can you walk everybody because i haven't got to hear the story either through kind of that evening that day how everything's gone down
0: yeah so If you guys have, like, followed me on Instagram or even just, like, listened to this podcast, you kind of know how terrified I've been of labor and delivery delivery my whole life. It's been something that, like, I knew I was probably going to have to go through if we were lucky enough to get pregnant. And I was a fear that I was going to have to face. And it was weird because, like, when it was happening, it wasn't, like, panic mode. It was two weeks ago today. So his, he was born almost exactly two weeks ago to this recording time. And I had like, okay, so I had, I got to the doctor on Thursday of that week and they told me that I was three inches dilated and I hadn't even known it. Cause they like check your cervix every time you go in for your last month's appointments and you're supposed to be 10 when you like deliver or you start pushing. So I'm like, I am three centimeters and I didn't even know it. So Jared had been up in Rhode Island that week, to, you know, cause he had to be there for the coffee shop and there was a winter storm coming. And I was like, so are you telling me that Jared should fly down like right now? Because my midwife was like, he, he, you're probably going to, I'm probably going to be seeing you in the hospital like within 24 to 48 hours. And I'm like, okay, so we went from the doctor's office to Jared being like in the car with me within four hours, which was really nice. And it wasn't 48 hours, but it was 72 hours. I was just like watching TV in bed. Jared usually falls asleep like an hour or two before me. Turn off the TV, 20 minutes into like lying there, like in like the middle of like like that zone where you're falling asleep. And suddenly I just like felt a cramp that was way more and i would say it was not way more intense but more intense than like the light cramping uh girls i'd call it like i had like little twinges of like period cramping a couple days prior but this one felt like oh okay ow that's that's a period cramp and then i was like okay let's see if that happens again in a couple minutes and 20 minutes later it happened again i was like, okay if it happens one more time it's time to wake jared up so third time, woke Jared up. It's about 140 AM and I'm like, I think it's happening. And it's okay. All right. Uh let's let's go. So I just, you know, I had everything kind of packed. The whole like packing your suitcase for the hospital is such an Instagram thing. You don't need anything, guys. You need a pair of sweatpants, a phone charger, like a baby's, like one baby onesie. That's it. The hospital gives you everything. Anyway, so like we pack up the little things, like my toothbrush, and um, yeah. So we head out at like two a.m. How long should I make this story?
2: <laughs> long. You should tell the <laughs> yeah? whole thing. Yeah, I really okay. want to hear it.
0: Okay. So uh, two a.m. in the car. Uh, get my midwife on the phone. She has like been with me every step of the way. She she's like the nurse at my at my OB practice and i'm I'm telling her that like they're probably like 20 10 to 20 minutes apart you know which sounds like a big span it probably is but you know it it happened it went. i went from having contractions every 20 minutes to like every three minutes super duper fast but she was like if you want you could stay home a little bit longer because if they are like 10 to you yeah, know, you've got probably some time. Um, well, I'm glad that I didn't wait because they ended up coming so fast. By the time I got to the hospital, which is about like 25 minutes away, I had already, I was already five centimeters dilated. So the most traumatic part for me was definitely like being in triage and like having, oh my God, I get like, this is way too TMI, but like having my cervix checked while contracting out. That was not pleasant and if you watch jared's instagram you would see that was when i was like shut the hell up (laughs) uh then i then so it was like about an i guess it was like two hours from my first contraction that i ended up being in the the delivery room and with an epidural and once that happened i was like smooth sailing uh yeah so basically from the from the time i got into the delivery room to him being born was about seven hours and honestly felt shorter than seven hours i'd say i was like in pain in the entire experience for maybe like two hours it would have been the hour that i got admitted to like the to when i got the epidural and then um there was another time where i just was like can you crank that epidural up a little bit more Because I was feeling a lot of pressure. But other than that, like pretty easy breezy.
2: Now, once the baby is born, it was something that I was super curious about. Is it an immediate, be honest, like did you immediately feel something different towards Dawson than what you expected?
0: Okay, so I was fully warned and Jared kind of talked about this on Help I Suck at Dating. I was told by Lauren from 90 Day Fiance and my sister and brother-in-law that, like, sometimes you don't have that instant connection. Oh, my God. What a what an otherworldly experience. Like, I saw the light because some people just like feel like they see heaven, you know, when they see their child. It's like a spiritual experience. We did not feel like that. And I was, like, prepared for it being okay if I didn't feel like that. Uh, yeah. So I didn't feel any guilt about that. We did connect with him very quickly, though. I'd say, like, by the end of that night, we were feeling, like, pretty attached. And then, like, two days later, like, we were, like, completely in love. Uh, But, yeah, we, we were, like, obsessed with him. He's the cutest thing ever. And it's just so funny how much you can love something and care about them and want to protect them so like viciously (laughs) uh so quickly it's we we didn't really joke to be honest that we weren't we weren't sure we were gonna love the kid more than lois we're like how are we gonna love anything more than lois but like by the time we got back to the house and we saw lois we're like "Mm, poor lois like we Definitely love this kid.
2: way more. <laughs> How's Lois handling it?
0: <laughs> She's doing great. Honest, we're really surprised. She's doing really well. She likes to like lick his feet and like kiss him and she tr- tries to get too close to his mouth, but it's very sweet.
2: Uh, this is this is wonderful. You guys are parents. Ashley, uh, is there anything else you want to share with all the listeners out there who have been kind of riding this journey out with you and Jared? And now you're entering into this whole new season. I mean, this is your moment. You are a brand new mother talking about the birth of your son. Anything else that you want to share with the listeners?
0: I was like so It's funny because like I there are there are things that like you you expect along the way. I just kinda wanna like tell everybody that Every experience is totally different. Like my pregnancy was awful, but your pregnancy may not be awful. Your postpartum experience may be horrible, while mine has been pretty good so far. Uh, So I guess like don't listen to what people tell you is going to happen because you really don't know how it's going to unfold for you. I think I was so freaked out about being a parent because people are like oh just wait until then just wait until then um you're gonna be so sleep deprived and you're just like not gonna know what you're doing and all on i'm like no this is like actually like supernatural for me and then um like labor and delivery you hear so many horror stories so that you can only like think about what's gonna happen with yours but it was good so kind of just like know that you, uh, you're you going to have your own unique story. So don't get freaked out or, I guess, contrastly, uh, encouraged by others.
2: The uh, the one thing I've been wondering, Ashley, you know, because I've experienced it recently, I have not been sleeping with the puppy in the house. Um, yeah. Anxiety. I'm worried about him. I think about him. I wake up in the yeah. middle night wanting to check on him. That's a puppy. And I, I get it. Like, there's some similarities, but, like, not...
0: No, there's a lot. I've been comparing a lot to our our experience with Lois, so you can compare.
2: Okay. So, like, do you feel that way, or are you, like, more relaxed? I, I don't know. No, I'm, okay. I'm crazy. Yeah, I feel <laughs> psycho. And I... Yeah. I mean, like, he's been fine every night, and we had one incident at the very beginning of having him where he got stuck kind of in his crate in a weird way and, like... Um, I came out in the middle of the night and he was stuck and he was crying and I freaked out and I haven't been the same since. So I'm just wondering, like, you know, in a few years, I hope to be a father, uh, mm-hmm. God willing. And I'm, I'm like, I told Justin and I was like, I'm so worried about being a dad because like, this is driving me psycho. Are you feeling that way at all?
0: Yes. Okay. So as great and easy as it has been, I definitely have. Increased anxiety. I literally have cried about worrying about worrying. Like, I'm like, I'm going to have to worry about you for the rest of my life every single day about different things and different stages of your life. But, like, right now, I am so concerned about SIDS, Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. I literally think about it, like, all the time. I basically, like, don't put him down, like, in, like, his swing or anything like that because... I'm like, oh, great. So what if I am on the computer for five minutes? I don't look at him in the swing. And then all of a sudden, he's not breathing. So I'm constantly concerned about his breathing. Um, The other thing that I talked about a little bit on Instagram was that, like, I am so concerned over Jared's safety because I, one, love Jared more after his birth because... Of the way that, I mean, he's interacted and taken care of him. And I just, I'm like, I'm constantly worried to be like, am I going to be a widow? I can't be a widow with a child. And then I'm going to be like, I just, it's, it's because I think that everything is like so good and so perfect in our lives. Yeah. And how did we get so lucky? When's the shoe going to drop? Mm. So that's my main anxiety.
2: Have you had any advice from anybody on how to handle that? Because it's not, you know, it's not totally crazy uh it's not and all like if the whole thing's not unhealthy but parts of that are like some of it's just unrealistic some of it isn't doing anything good for you or you're yeah. like have you talked to anybody about this and if so have they shared anything with you
0: well raven said that she's kind of having the same thing with adam okay like just especially the first couple weeks she was just like i was constantly worried about adam and then my mom kind of had a very similar worry Mm. where she she worried that like things were too good um when is it going to be over when is something bad going to happen yeah so it's not so much like that they can give advice but like just the fact that they've gone through similar experiences make you makes you feel better and of course you know my parents are like why are you worrying about that? Enjoy the moment where mm. everything is good. I mean, it's easy yeah. to say that, of course.
2: Yeah. Well, it def- definitely does. I mean, there's a huge power in feeling less alone. And you're not alone. I'm sure there's going to be listeners out there who have had children.
0: Oh, I've gotten so many messages yeah. on Instagram of, from people who had the same worries.
2: Yeah, but it is it is a whole new season for you, Ashley. I'm I'm so proud of you um, from a distance and so thankful that you're back. We had a, a big week here on the podcast
0: Uh, you did like six podcasts in two weeks Um, yeah that was great timing for
2: you uh to have your baby that week
0: (laughs) (laughs) you were also like those were all scheduled out pretty much and then he was like i'm gonna come 10 days early yeah which i assumed he was going to come the entire time people were like oh valentine's day baby possibly i'm like no this kid is coming at least a week early and thank goodness he did because he was eight pounds Four ounces and 22 inches. Oh my. So if he had cooked any longer, uh, way, way too big.
2: Way different. Well, uh, we did have a great time here, and I, and I hope the listeners have listened to those and gone back. Um, yes, they were without Ashley, but we did have some great co-hosts, some great they sp- were filling guests. They
0: were so good, guys. Yeah. I listened to them. Loved the interviews.
2: Uh, well, Ashley, we're going to be talking about Dawson a ton in the next few months, years, weeks. Uh, But until then, we do have an episode of The Bachelor to Break Down, and now you're here to do it with us. So let's take a break. and When we come back, we're going to switch gears completely. I want to talk about DOS and the whole podcast, but since we can't, here we are to break down Clayton's season of The Bachelor right here on the Almost Famous Podcast.
0: What keeps baby skin healthy? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand.
6: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where...
4: Let's talk about
2: something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new Sensational Shower and Body Creams that smell amazing, literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new sense turned my bathroom into a spa.
0: You guys, I remember when my mom gave me, like, the first bottle of Nair to on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I... Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online.
4: This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called to die for. Here's a clip.
2: So everybody listening, we have uh, one of our favorite all-time guests on. Uh, Corinne is joining us right now. She's in the midst of a hair appointment, and she's nice enough to sit with us and chat for a few minutes and catch up on her life. Corinne, why are you at a hair appointment? Let's let's catch up on all, all these things you have going on.
5: Oh my God! There is so. First of all, hi everyone! Thank hi. you for having me on. I'm so excited. You guys are my favorite. Um, I'm at my hair appointment right now because I've been traveling for the past three weeks working on this tour i'm going on finally this sunday i have pushed off this hair appointment for so long i couldn't push it off anymore i flew back in on the red eye to miami this morning i literally am running on like one hour of sleep i look insane but i'm here for it
2: what's the tour
5: (laughs) what's the tour (laughs) okay so i'm going on tour i'm doing corinne Olympias live it's going to be comedy we're having guests we're having musical guests it's going to be So fun. I'm so excited. I was supposed to go on tour right before the pandemic. And I sold out the Irvine Improv. And it was the most amazing night of my life. And then the pandemic hit like two days later and my tour was canceled. And it was heartbreaking. And now I'm starting it back up again. And I'm so excited. I remember
2: Mm -hmm. you coming on the podcast right before you did the Irvine Improv. You came on and, and promoted it here. And so that was a success. And then like so many things, COVID changed it.
5: Yep, yep, it did. And it was really, really sad. And but now I'm back better than ever.
0: So what's your comedy mostly about? So if you're doing stand-up, what are you joking about?
5: So my stand-up is basically l- like really like what you see, like saw on TV. It's very relatable stuff. There's obviously I'm gonna touch on like bachelor stuff just because like I have to. Um It's about me, my life, my family, just really just all over the place stuff. Being an influencer, stuff you guys can relate to, too. I
2: I think so. So then the musical guests, so the musical guests are mixed in and, and they're touring with you the whole time. How many stops, like how many places will these people be with you?
5: So, so far we have about 11 places um, all over. I'm going to be releasing the dates soon. Um, guests will be varying throughout locations. Um, and same with the musical guests. So, um, I do have a co-host and a interpreter that will be traveling with me at all times. So it'll kind of be like, we're like the set crew on stage at all times, which is super fun. Um, it also makes me less nervous having more people on stage. Um, it's kind of more, Like, where my first show was more straight-away stand-up, this show is going to be more of, like, late-night talk show stand-up mixture, which is cool because that, again, for me, is the ultimate goal is to be – is to have a late-night talk show one day. So that's the goal here. Can we talk about dating and where you're in your life there? Oh, yes. Well, I don't know if I – if I was broken up with – someone who we shall not name. Oh, okay. We shall um, not name him. Okay. Yeah. Um yet yeah, cuz yeah, he loves the clouds. So we're not going to give him any of that. Um Yeah, we broke up. I'm single. I'm dating. It's really hard. Dating is really really hard and I'm not good at it. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate, like, the whole, like, beginning of it. You're nervous around them, the texting stuff. It's terrible. But, yeah, I'm just waiting to meet my Prince Charming over here. But I honestly really love being single right now.
0: Can you let us in on what happened um, with your previous relationship?
5: Because you guys were together for a while. Uh, We were together for a while, and honestly, like, like, it, like, I thought we were getting married for sure, but I honestly didn't even realize how unhappy I was in that relationship until it ended. And I literally thank God every day that it ended because I was miserable. Yeah. I also gained, I gained 25 pounds in that relationship. I just lost all the weight and I feel so much better, but like, it was crazy. I was so miserable in that relationship. Um, basically, um, we both went away on a trip over the weekend and I like, To my understanding, he met someone that weekend that he was away. We came back and he was like, I'm done. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And I moved out like the next day. It was like, it all happened so quick. My life like blew up in front of my face. But like, it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me ever. He said, I met somebody on this trip. No, he didn't say it. I found out later on. He didn't say it. He actually wouldn't. He literally was like, we're done. And I was like what are you talking about? Like, what, like, what do you mean? He, he was like, I don't need to give you an answer. I'm like, you don't need to give me an answer. Like you've been telling me for two years that you want to marry me. Like, what are you talking about? You literally spoke to my dad about marriage. Like, what is your, like, what's going on? He's like, "I, I don't need to tell you. I don't need to give you an answer, which is honestly the most like effed up thing to do to someone. Like, just tell me, like, just tell me you met someone. Like, don't make me feel like like I did something, you know what I mean. Like it was, that was like the most emotional, like heartbreaking, like part of it is that he like refused to even tell me why. And I found out later on that he met someone that weekend. No. Do you think that? He and was... now they're engaged. Yeah, yeah, I saw that on Instagram. Um, yeah, so that was fun. That
0: was a nice New Year's surprise. Do you think that he was possibly talking to this person while
5: you were still together? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's not one to like, rush into something and like start posting them immediately on Instagram after we were so public. And I was like, everyone was like, okay, he was cheating on her. And I was like, you know what, he was cheating on me. Like, whatever. He's a fucking liar. He's a fucking fraud. He's a cheater. And he's honestly disgusting. Like disgusting.
2: Has it changed your perspective at all on what you're looking for? Like, did that lighten you up a little bit?
5: Absolutely it did and I feel like it changed me a lot. Like I feel like before this I was always like when I was single I was always like I need a boyfriend, I need a boyfriend. Like I want to date, want to date like always on to the next, on to the next. This is the first time in my entire life that I've been single and been like I really don't feel like dating. I really don't feel like finding someone. I, wow, I'm happy with myself today and it's cool to notice that as like a person. Being like, wow, this is like a mindset I've never had yet in my life. So this is cool to realize that I'm like at this place in my life right now.
2: That is, that's a a win. I mean, I I feel like the more and more people we talk to have gone through breakups, that typically happens when something bad happens in a relationship, but it it hurts. And so we're sorry about that because I think last time you were on the podcast, you were talking about how great the relationship was. And obviously that did take a big turn, Uh, but it also is exciting because, you know, it didn't stop you. You're going to get back out there in the world and you're going to be touring soon uh outside of this tour what other things are you excited about that's going on in your life
5: isn't your sister uh doing reality show yes so taylor made her debut onto reality tv she's on awesomeness tv's um next influencer um she definitely takes after her big sister, stirring up the drama and all the fun stuff. She was amazing. I'm so proud of her. Um, my dream is to really do something reality with me and her because I think that that would be incredible. Um, other stuff that's going on with me. Right now, I mean, I have my podcast. I'm still, like, doing all, like, the fun Corinne stuff. Um, there is some exciting stuff tv wise in the works which I'm excited about but I don't want to talk about because I don't want to jinx it you know this business like it could be going on one day and then the next day it could be nothing so but there is exciting stuff the tour has really taken over my life because stand-up is not easy it's very hard and very scary but yeah I'm I worked really hard on it and like It's going to be just a big giant party. We're having a bunch of really fun people. People are going to flip out when they hear who the guests are and like when they come out. I don't even think my team really wants me to announce who the guests are before, but I really don't want to. I kind of want to surprise the audience um, because I think people are just going to flip. So I'm really, really excited. Um, Yeah, so the tour has just been taking over my life right now and everything else is kind of on pause until like I just get this first show over with.
0: Totally understand that. That was like... I can't think about parenthood until I go through labor and delivery because that's what I'm scared <laughs> about. Currently, we'll deal with the rest later. Uh, just oh my god, congrats! Oh, by the thank way, thank you. I didn't even get to tell no, you. No, 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 thank you. Uh, my last question for you, Corinne, is: You mentioned doing reality TV again. Would you ever go back on the franchise?
5: I I've been getting this question a lot lately I absolutely would I I like I'm getting I like I I mean I love the franchise I it's like like of course I don't even know what to say like of course I would well I would love, we'd that. love to I, see you back I mean if they'll have me I'm there would
2: you've gone on Clayton season if they would have asked does he seem like somebody you you'd be into
5: Um, I think I would have, I mean, I'm, I I think he's really cute and really sweet. And like, I'm like in totally in a place where like, I like could and should be like just putting myself out there again like that. So I definitely would have gone if they had asked me.
2: I wish they would have. That'd have been some great TV. You would have fit in real nice. You would have really, really done well this season. I think, um,
5: I, this Shanae girl thinks she's like oh, all that. I would it's have liked so the two on
0: one between you and Shanae. Mm-hmm.
5: Y- yeah, yeah. Everyone thinks they could be the next Corinne. It's hilarious to me. <laughs> I'll, I just laugh.
2: So, uh, as we close up here, Corinne, obviously this tour is a big deal to you. For people that are really excited about it and want to see you live, uh, I know the dates will be announced. Where will they be announced? Where can people find out more information uh, if you're coming to a city near them? <laughs>
5: Um, the best place to find out all the tour information will be my Instagram, which is at C Olympias, my last name and my first letter of my first name, C Olympias. I don't know if that made sense, but, um, yeah. What was the other part of the question?
2: Just if they were hoping to see, see you and if you're going to be in a city near them, where could they find it? So it sounds like your Instagram is the best way.
5: Yes, it is. It is. Definitely keep an eye out. That's
2: awesome. Well, best of luck with this. We're wishing you the best. Have a blast. Uh, we hope to see you on our TVs again at some point. Uh, and we hope it's like the most successful thing ever with this tour and that you come back uh, in a few months and you just tell us how everything went so well. Uh, wishing you the best, Corinne. Thanks for taking uh, some time. I know you're busy. So thanks for taking some time to join us. Today.
5: <laughs> yes. Foils. Thank and you all. so much, guys. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
0: All right. Well, let's get into this
5: recap.
0: Um, This episode was actually, like, pretty chock full. This is a very eventful episode. So we start out with the two-on-one. This is the weirdest two-on-one ever because, well, I guess all the girls collectively had an issue with Shanae, right? There wasn't one particular one who was after her at this point, because Elizabeth has been gone. Maybe Sierra was the most vocal about not liking her, but, like, in general, it was just, like, all the girls couldn't stand her, so it didn't really matter who was paired with her. I thought with them going to Niagara Falls for this date, it was going to be, like, a little bit more geographically intense like I imagine them on like a boat getting totally rained on it like you know them getting close to the falls but we didn't get anything like that and then, so we get Genevieve sitting there and she's just talking about sh- she's talking about like honestly how rattled she was by getting the two-on-one that was their discussion then he sits over with Shanae and she says that she's surprised that Genevieve even made it on the date because she was talking about packing her bags and being ready to leave and she expected her to be gone in the morning and that they were going to actually have a one-on-one
2: now that was completely then, untrue right like we don't have any evidence yeah that we she don't have it. any footage okay
0: yeah we, we don't we don't actually know whether she said that maybe you know like she could have like in passing been like, I'm so, like, emotional. Like, I should just leave. I should just leave. But not, like, in the sense that, like, she really meant it. And then she starts saying that, like, she's an actress, which is the most ironic because in the last episode, Shanae said, "Um, I am Meryl Streep. Where is my Oscar? You know, I am above Meryl Streep. (laughs) So, like, she was self-admittedly being the the biggest actress in the house. Uh, So she's just kind of, like, using her own like what she was doing herself and flipping it on the other girl um what i found bizarre about this one-on-one Ben, let me know if you feel the same is after that conversation where it was like she's an actress um i we have like this connection he's making out with shanae he's not making out with genevieve he sits down with the two of them says point blank genevieve are you an actress (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is kind of funny right
2: yeah i mean at least he cut to the point
0: yeah and then she's like totally taken aback she goes i can't like, i'm so weirded out like why you'd say something like that then he walks away says he needs a moment comes back and everything is different like what happened when he walked away because then ha- he goes "Shane, i can't give you this rose <laughs> Genevieve will you accept which he didn't I don't feel like he has anything with Genevieve
2: no no I I don't see the chemistry there I think it was I don't think that's long term so uh, you know I have three theories Ashley on what happened in this moment one is Clayton already knew she wasn't an actress and so he was asking this just to fill the space or just to validate Shanae a little bit by being like hey I asked her the question and, like, you have you know, she said no, and so you either lied to me or she's lying to me, but I'm going to believe her. So that's one, is I don't think he ever thought that, like, after the weeks and weeks and weeks of Shanae causing this stuff, that he could trust Shanae for for this insight. Um, the second is this does happen where, like, maybe he was uh, concerned. And he walked away and he talked to one of his producers. Now I don't think it's a bad thing. That's not edit, that's not manipulation. That's not, but like sometimes you He need,
0: definitely did that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sometimes you need that like confidant. Just like you would a friend. Like you walk away and you say, okay, I'm confused. Here's what's being said. You've seen it. Can you help me out at all? Like, can you give me some insight into what's going on? I wouldn't be shocked if that's what he did. Uh I did it often. It just helps. They they know, they see, and Sometimes the producers look at you and be like, hey, I can't help you here. And you're like, well, gosh, dang it. Like, what are you good for then? Um, And sometimes they'll say, you know what? This has gone on long enough. Here's what's happening. You've asked us the question. We want to help you. Yeah, Genevieve's not an actress. Sinead's, you know, not telling the truth. And so he comes back and he says goodbye. I bet that's what happened. Um,
0: Oh, so you think that they were like, okay, it's time. Yeah,
2: you've seen it now. You're, You're questioning it you finally realize that, like, hey, this isn't what you thought it was, and so let's just give you the break and let you see in full what's going on. Okay. That's what I bet happened.
0: That's a nice little inside scoop there.
2: And and I think, like, even watching the show, like, that's fine, right? You would do that with your friends. If you had a red flag about a guy you were dating and you didn't know where to turn and maybe they knew this guy, like, it would be totally cool for you to, you know, Ask them, hey, what do you think's going on here? And then, then, for them to give you their real insight, and that's kind of what the producers have to do during the show when you're the lead because you don't have any other girls, any other guys to talk to. It's it's them and you. And so, finally, I think Clayton saw it and they said, "Let's help you out."
0: Okay. They were like, "We're done with her." Yeah. But we didn't we didn't tell you this before because we really needed her around.
1: <laughs>
2: we didn't tell you this before, and you never asked us before. That's another thing is like typically when I would ask a direct question like, hey, this is what I'm thinking is happening. Am I wrong or right? They would always tell me. But if I wouldn't ask them, then they wouldn't come out and just be like, hey, Ben, by the way, like you have a, you know, somebody acting a fool. Like they wouldn't just come out until you. you have to ask them directly. And I bet this is one of the, the first times Clayton had asked.
0: Did you do you agree with me in the fact that like I thought that this was going to be a very dramatic two on one and it really wasn't?
2: Uh, I, I just didn't know how Shanae was. I thought the drama would only exist if Shanae stuck around, and so as soon as she kind of said, I guess going into it without knowing how the date was going to go, yeah, you figure it is, and it had all the makings to be. But kudos to Clayton for like not believing some of those things and stepping in front of it, and saying, "Hey, we're done with this. Like this is no longer fun or healthy or funny. You've done this one too many times. It's time for you to go home." So, as we've said before in this podcast, the best leads are the ones that step into controversy and drama and chaos and settle it and handle it well. I think this is a great moment for Clayton as a bachelor. I think he handled it really well. I thought he eliminated the drama. That could have been a lot of drama. And will he have more drama to come? Yes, I don't think this. he's going to have a perfect slate here coming through the, the finishing couple episodes. But I know in this moment, he really did a good job. Maybe a week or two too late, but he did a good job here.
0: Okay, I agree with you. Definitely a week too late, week or two too late. All right, so after the two-on-one, there is a cocktail party, a rose ceremony. And I think, like, the standout right here was actually very annoying um, for me. It was his chemistry with Rachel. I mean, Rachel just seems to be far and beyond his favorite at this point, which is great and fine, and, like, I feel it between them. I get so annoyed at her whispering.
2: Oh. <laughs> Do you notice that? I didn't, but everything, I'll have to pay attention everything
0: now. Everything
3: is like a sexy whisper.
2: Oh. Uh.
0: So great for those people who like that. What's that like sexual turn on with whispering? No.
2: I forget what it's called. Yeah, you can listen to it. like it, And they also have the same thing with like eating.
0: Yeah, I, I'm like, ugh, I hate the sound of eating, and I hate the sound of whispering. Yeah, not so. for you. Oh, it's called ASMR.
2: Yeah. ASMR. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't notice that. I will that. look now. I will listen more now. But I uh, yeah, I mean, we could go through and we will, you know, touch on that on Rachel and Clayton again later on the episode, I'm sure. But it is pretty obvious to me who his front runner is at this point, even above Teddy, because we haven't seen a lot of Teddy. And I mean, yeah, we got to see her this episode and it was a great date. I thought, you know, I think she's definitely still in the mix, but I think Rachel has really stepped above the group.
0: Yeah, if I had to narrow it down right now, I'd say it was Susie, Rachel, and then Teddy. The other storyline that comes up during this cocktail party is is Mara and her insecurity because she's, like, not getting enough time with him. Um, she starts to, like, talk about being uncomfortable about like what's ahead and like who is getting the attention and if they're like worthy of the attention she's the she's the oldest in the house right she's 33 and she's showing a lot of insecurity towards sarah who's 23 and i mean a decade of difference is is a big age gap and I remember being the same way in the house even though it was ridiculous because I was 26 but my friend Mackenzie who is one of like the Well, well, she was one of my best friends in the house, but she was also 22. So when she got a one-on-one and I didn't, it made me very insecure. And I was like, she has all the time in the world and I don't. So I kind of understand where Mara's coming from, but I also think she's villainizing Sarah for mm, possibly no reason besides age. Mm -hmm. We see later in the episode that, she claims that Sarah said something along the lines of not being ready to get engaged. Um, saying, isn't it wild to imagine that we would be engaged after two months? Like, I don't know if I could ever do that. Uh, we'll, during the scenes of the next episode, we kind of see... A, a, we can't really figure out what's going on. But there's definitely going to be something, some heavy storyline with Sarah whether or not Mara's instincts are true or not. Did you get that vibe?
2: I mean, I don't, the age thing I, I know is tough, and it typically does come from the older person. Like, I feel that today. I'm 32 years old. I'm not old, but I'm not young. Uh, I'm not a kid anymore. And so those things that you feel as a kid, like the world's in front of you, and there's so much opportunity that exists in front of you, and that stuff is still true at some level, but it's it's not like it was the euphoria of the dream has not died, but it just is more realistic than it was 10 years ago. I kind of know now where what's in front of me. So when you go on this show insecurity already exists for everybody, everybody's good looking, everybody has something going on, everybody's making a connection. And so, I mean, at least in my experience, there was our, our, there was insecurity just from being there. Then add on the fact that you are the oldest person in the house Mm -hmm. and the youngest person in the house is getting the most attention. I, I would say, I mean, I would assume it's more jealousy than it is yeah. insecurity. It's just yeah. this feeling of like, okay, here we go again. The world is passing me by, and somebody yeah. else is getting the opportunity that I was hoping to have here because I thought this was a show for people like me. And yeah. now, do I know anything about Sarah? We don't really yet. We've seen two one-on-ones. Uh, we haven't you know, learned a ton about if she's ready or not. She says she is. She reacts like she is so and if this is being said we haven't seen it and so i can't even speak to that Uh, i would uh i'm just always a fan on this show of if you're a contestant and you're struggling with insecurity and you're struggling with jealousy or whatever it is instead of pushing that away from you focus on yourself a little bit speak to yourself tell clayton hey i'm feeling a little insecure about being the oldest person in the house and and not knowing where this is go this goes you know don't start blaming everybody else. It's not a healthy way to live life. It's also not a healthy way to build a relationship because now all he remembers from their conversation is how she, you know, pretty much tried to get Sarah eliminated.
0: Yeah. And just for one last comment on this, my gut tells me that Sarah said something casually like, man, isn't it crazy that somebody is actually going to get engaged after two months?
2: Which is and a very fair she,
0: comment. Yeah, a very fair comment. All right, well, let's take a break and we will get into Teddy's one on one when we return. What keeps baby skin healthy? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand.
6: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where...
2: Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new Sensational Shower and Body Creams that smell amazing, literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new sense turned my bathroom into a spa.
0: You guys, I remember when my mom gave me, like, the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I... Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online.
4: This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called to die for. Here's a clip.
0: So they go to Croatia, looks beautiful there, Yes. Yeah, and awesome. uh, Clayton says, okay, we're going to do a one-on-one right now, and he asked Teddy, who, besides Amara, I think is the last girl to get a one-on-one in this group, and they have a great time, just like roaming the streets. I like this casual kind of day, and then she she previews the fact that later that night she's gonna tell him about her virginity she ends up saying that like her mom had a baby in high school and she had the pressure to not make the same mistake um growing up uh she felt like she had pressure to wait but she's very much comfortable in her decision that like she's waiting for love she's not waiting for marriage um, she's just looking for that emotional connection she also says that she has never been in love before mm. and Clayton takes all this like really well I mean I think he's surprised that she's never been in love before yeah. Um, but he's definitely not freaked out by the virginity thing at all
2: he isn't he does handle it well and takes it in stride and I thought she uh, I I mean I, I've always been impressed with Teddy I thought she did a great job at kind of Walking into the conversation too by mm-hmm. saying here here's where I'm actually at like you know this is where my life story is this is why I've made this decision. She didn't try to make it this um, I'm a virgin thing. And if, me,
0: she wasn't me. Basically, I wish I, I, I was able to explain it. what
2: I forget how you presented it, but <laughs> I felt like she didn't make it like the topic that was to be focused on. Instead, she no, made she the was to- so cool about it. Yeah, she made the story. And the reasoning behind her decision, the thing to be focused on, and uh, you know, it's it has to be a wild thing to talk about on national television. You would know, Ashley. It's just it usually is such such an intimate conversation, but important she to have. She had the
0: right. She had the right time. You mm-hmm. know, like she was on a nice casual one on one. It was the right timing to do so.
2: And obviously, I'm I'm not. I, I maybe I'm a little surprised. I thought this would be a bigger storyline than I feel like it's going to be for the rest of the season. Like every other. But I think they've burnt out that whole, hey, I'm a virgin storyline. It's like.
0: Oh, totally. So
2: it's not really a thing that can be focused on anymore because it's like, okay, cool. Like this is the decision you made.
0: I don't know, Ben. The one thing that they haven't done with the virgin, which there has been so many of the past seven years is somebody losing that v-card in the fantasy suite and i really just feel like that is what they're teeing up with Mm. with them constantly saying i was intimate with both of you i was intimate with both of you i mean like that just would normally kind of be something that you is i think that people assume like we've said a zillion times in this podcast i don't think most leads sleep with all three people Or, and I think a lot of them only sleep with one person and who knows, you know, who knows like the actual stats on that. But I feel like the fact that they keep saying both of you makes, it it has to be, it has to be her.
2: I would say this. I'll give my prejudgment. If Clayton sleeps with Teddy after she clearly said, Hey, I'm waiting, not necessarily towards marriage, but I'm waiting for the right guy. And then he doesn't end up with her. I feel like that was a very poor decision from him. One that I don't think I could support. Yes.
0: Yes, I agree completely. So the group date, they like have this medieval festival, basically. Uh, This is where Mara continues to get more insecure about like her status there. She ends up telling Clayton at the evening portion... That she feels like somebody, somebody alluding very strongly towards Sarah, is not there seriously. She's not wife material like she is. She's too young. She said things that make her raise a brow. Um, And this is all going to play a role in Sarah's date. Um, the other thing that comes up here is just more time with Rachel. He, she says she's falling in love with him. He's obsessed with hearing this. Again, another moment that's showing that Rachel is a serious front runner. And then the other thing that happens before Sarah's date is Susie surprises him by writing him a little note. Which he receives when he gets back to his um, room that night it says, "Meet me at the clock tower." Th- it's a little like, well, kind, kind of like a Titanic reference there, you know? Meet me at the clock. I wonder if she thought that, or if that's just my Titanic brain here thinking it. Um, but he is so nervous going to the clock, not knowing like whether he's gonna kind of get dumped, what's coming at him. If he's going to like the person that he sees waiting there, and he is very excited, so so happy to see Susie, uh, which again is making me feel like the 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 pecking order here is Rachel, Susie, Teddy. They go up in the clock tower to the roof, and Susie says that she basically feels like she's starting to fall for him, and he says like that is like the most exhilarating thing. He's so happy to hear about that. So then we fast forward to the next day, which is kind of confusing because it was like nighttime and then we went directly again into nighttime. I feel like they may have cut out the part where Sarah, like Sarah's daytime portion of the date. I really do think that they did for timing wise. Maybe there wasn't anything super interesting that went down there, but we get fast forwarded supposedly or in my head to them going to dinner and this is when Clayton brings up the fact that Mara I don't know that he never mentions Mara by name um, but he says that somebody in the house told him about their concerns about her her age um things that she said she gets super emotional she is very shocked she says it's the opposite of what she said she says that she can see a future with him she says that there's nothing to gain um she has nothing to gain from lying to him is totally there for him and she says that she feels like she could she she feels like she could be engaged to him after their dates And, um, basically he steps away for a minute. She's like breaking down. She says it's clear that somebody is like upset with, you know, like she's upset with anybody talking behind her back, um, kind of like making things up. She says she doesn't want to lose him over a lie. And then he comes back and gives her a rose, Uh, Says he believes her and doesn't believe the accusations are true. And uh, then we get this nice little tease of her kind of walking into the suite with the girls again. And it says, to be continued. And uh, I guess next week we will see the showdown between Mara and Sarah. And we'll see if other girls can back up what Mara has said about Sarah.
2: Well... Uh, what a great rundown with you, Ashley. But we did get the scenes from the next episode. It looks like to me, the big question is: Is Sarah going to be the next villain? Like, is there going to be something that comes out as we watch where maybe she did say something? Maybe she's not ready. Maybe she's not there for the right reasons, and it maybe causes more drama than expected within the house or around Sarah. Ashley, what's your guess?
0: Hmm, I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn. For drama's sake, I kind of want Sarah to have said something and the other girls to be like, yeah, she did. <sighs>
2: <laughs> I think it would make for an interesting end of the season because it sounds like we got a lot to look forward to. And that's... I think
0: it'll be our last bit of drama before hometowns, where everything just gets romantic.
2: Yeah, and then well, and, and, then, and then
0: there'll be the whole "I slept with all of you" yeah thing.
2: and then extra romantic if, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Hey, uh, Ashley, what a great rundown! Again, we'll be back uh, in just a second. With our resident expert, who's been gone for a bit, but I'm excited to have her back. Oh, that's me. That's still me. That's Ashley, uh, doing Bachelor headlines. (laughs) It's time for Bachelor headlines. Ashley's back to break them down. So, here's the first headline of today. And we got a couple good ones. Chrishell Staus says she was about to be announced as the Bachelorette until Ellen DeGeneres advocated for Deanna Pappas. Wow, what a story.
0: Okay, so you guys probably know Chrishell from um, Selling Sunset, which is super popular Netflix, Netflix show. Uh, she also was married to Justin Hartley from This Is Us for four years. Uh, they got divorced, I think, in... Uh, 2019. But anyway, back in uh, the 2000s, uh, 2008-ish, she was supposedly signed on to be the next Bachelorette. She said that like ABC had contracted her. They were ready to announce her as the Bachelorette. And at the time, she was a soap star. She was on All My Children, so she wasn't totally random. And she actually was in the ABC family, because All My Children back then was on ABC. But then she blames in sort of a way in her new memoir called Under Construction Because Living My Best Life Took a Little Work, um, which comes out Tuesday. She, she, yeah, she kind of blames (laughs) Ellen DeGeneres for being a proponent, an advocate for Deanna Pappas to be The Bachelorette after she was dumped by... um, by Brad Walmack in his first season when it came between her and Jenny Croft. Uh yeah, she she says that it was because Ellen was such an advocate for Deanna being the Bachelorette that she, she was kicked off. Her spot was Taken over by Deanna because the fans were really rallying around her. The network was listening. Uh, her announcement was pulled. This is what she says verbatim in her book. She said she never got a chance to ha- to hand out that fateful rose. I was in my mid twenties at the time, and I was definitely bummed. Uh, that is. That is some shocking news. I definitely don't think it was just Ellen backing Deanna that made her The Bachelorette. I think that she was probably an obvious choice. I think Chrishell was definitely less of an obvious choice, being that she wasn't even part of The Bachelor franchise at that point. And and at that point, we were only taking Bachelorettes. We were only making people who were on The Bachelor Bachelorettes. So I don't know. Deanna seems like the obvious answer and Chrishell seems a little less obvious, but, but there you go, guys. Um, you could have had Chrishell Staus be a bachelorette at one point, you know, maybe they should stun cast her now for the next season. It's not too late. She's 40. I believe she is uh, newly single. And maybe we need somebody with more of a celebrity status to be the lead next season to get these ratings up. We'll see.
2: Uh, interesting to hear. But we know how it played out now. And who knows how it would have played out if Chriselle was the Bachelorette. Well, next headline is this. Bachelor alum Hannah Ann cheers on boyfriend Jake Funk re- recently announced as Rams play in Super Bowl.
0: Yesterday was the first time Hannah Ann posted anything about her and Jake. She posted the two of them kissing, it looked like, in um, a hotel room before he took the field in the Super Bowl, which is pretty good. She said, good luck, kiss. Uh, There have been rumors over the past couple weeks that they have been dating. And then today she posted... um, uh, a reel on Instagram of the two of them celebrating on the field after the game during the trophy ceremony. So that's pretty cool. Congrats to Jake for winning the Super Bowl and Hannah Ann for being in what seems like a very loving, happy relationship.
2: She seems super happy. Well, yeah. uh, next headline is Bachelor's Matt James. I was here for this. Drills photog with horrific tee shot at Pro Am golf event in Phoenix. It's the Waste Management Wolf. Open.
0: If you were there, tell us what happened.
2: Uh, I mean, he just drilled him. Like, I mean, Matt, Matt's not a golfer. Uh, he was doing like a celebrity shot.
0: When you mean drill, does that mean you like, hit? He hit him.
2: Oh, hit him hard. Oh, yeah. It
0: says that he nearly hit the guy in the balls.
2: He did. No, <laughs> he, he so first swing, he chunk. He he totally whiffs it. Hits about two feet behind the ball. Gets up again, swings again, toes it right into the photographer sitting in front of him. like these photographers oh no. had no fear that they were going to get hit because they're like five yards in front and 10 yards to the right of the guys teeing off and matt found a way and drilled him uh it kind of went viral uh, i don't know if matt will be playing much golf publicly anymore after this moment but <laughs> he did feel bad ran over and apologized to the guy after hitting him
0: he did. He felt bad. He said, this is a little strange. He goes, I'm going to sign this ball for him, and then I'm going to take him to dinner. Like, I don't know if a guy cares about you signing a ball. Yeah, I don't know how much. Uh... <laughs> but he does. He also said, I felt bad. I felt it. Next year, I'm wearing a cup. That's what the photog said. Yeah. He well, felt bad.
2: He did. He, he, I... he, got, he got hit. You can watch the video. Uh, yeah, I don't know how much a bachelor's signature sells for. I'm doubting it's enough to make up for uh, getting hit by a golf ball, but a dinner would be nice. Maybe just give him a gift card, let him take his wife out. I don't know. Um, well, The Bachelor in Paradise's Marissa Gunn says she's feeling better than ever. Big comment after Riley-Christian split.
0: Yeah, she goes, I'm back, baby, feeling better than ever. I know we're already in the month of February, but this year I've decided to focus on me. Put me first, says that the past few months haven't been easy, um, but let me tell you, today I feel amazing. She's taking time to heal at her own pace. It's the best thing she could do. She said she would not be anywhere without the amazing support system that she has, um, and she's thanking everybody who helped her through.
2: Well, a headline that happened about, I don't know, a month ago, was kind of perpetuated by the media. Amanda Kloots, who's one of America's favorites right now, addresses those Michael A. rumors from The Bachelor. Obviously, they were seen like taking a picture together. They look really cute. They well, did. she now speaks out on it.
0: She said if they were dating, um, she told E! News this. We wouldn't be like snapping pictures and posing it. Okay. She said, but she isn't mad about the rumor. She goes, I know it comes from all from a good place. Yeah. Um, but you know it's it's not happening she hasn't you know she's been he's been a great support system online um and all the fans just want to see them like succeed in life and find love again so it's been really sweet to like kind of have the fans want them be together but again um they wouldn't be posting the love if uh it was romantic (laughs)
2: I uh, I was kind of yeah. hoping they maybe they give it a shot. I I'll know, be honest. Me too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm like this is disappointing. Come on now.
2: Yeah, I mean it have been nice. They look cute together, but also nice people. Nice people should get together. Well, Ashley, it has been great having you back. This has been uh, the first episode of the Almost Famous podcast with Ashley as a co-host as a mother. Uh, thank you for telling us all about your journey and experience. We'll talk a ton about Dawson coming up, um, but it is nice to have you here.
0: Thank you. It's nice to be back.
2: Well, with that, uh, this time for the last couple weeks, I've had to say, hey, just follow my lead. But this time, Ashley knows how to do this. Uh, Mm -hmm. She won't mess it up. But this has been another episode of Almost Famous Podcast. We've been breaking down Clayton's season of The Bachelor and what a season it is. Ratings are way down, way down. But we're going to still be here to break it down every yeah, thank week
0: you guys for listening to us yeah
2: that's a big deal and uh, and we appreciate it well anyways uh i've been ben
0: i've been ashley toodaloo
4: follow the ben and ashley i almost famous podcasts on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts
0: Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hello!